Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Andrea Greiner. And I'm Katie Corbin. Welcome to the Dreams to Dollars podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals who are on their way to actualizing their dreams into reality. Join us in this lighthearted and unique podcast where we talk about business, success, life, and building a deeper trust in God and the universe. We are here to elevate the conversation and bring the magic to build your legacy. We're excited for you to be here. Can't wait to dive in. Hey, we are so excited to be here. So this is a cool episode on the vision. And really, it's not the vision, it's your vision. And Katie and I have worked with so many people and our own stories bring us into this. It's like this gentle nudging that you've probably been experiencing, if not most of your life, most of your adult professional life. And it might be a whisper right now. It might be yelling, like God yelling at you. We are all in a different place, but it's that you are meant for greater and you know it. And this is not from like a cocky point of view. It's like literally this whisper and it's everywhere you go. And especially if you're in a clinic or corporate or a professional space, you're like, man, I am meant for more. And maybe you don't quite believe it yet. What we want to bring in this conversation is it's okay to want this big vision. And we agree, you are meant for more and you are meant for greater. Yes. So I think sometimes we think that like, if we want more, we're like bad or something. Like if you want more in life or you're, you're really passionate about your job or your business or whatever, right? We can say like a business sometimes can feel like a job, but if you want more than that, it's almost as if you're asking too much. So we want to talk about this in the way of it's okay to want a bigger vision. Even if you're scared to say that, or you feel like maybe I should just be really present where where I'm at, you can still be present and you can still be very grateful for your experience that has gotten you to this moment right now. And you can still ask for more. And we're here on this episode to talk to you about start to say it out loud again or to awaken that bigger vision again, or to maybe even make, maybe you have a big vision, but maybe it even needs to be bigger. And we want to start to talk about like how to shift this and almost inspire you to start to move in the direction of that dream. And where often people can even get stuck in that space of, wow, it feels so big. And I just don't even know what the next step I need to take to get to that space. So this is what we're going to talk a little bit about in this episode. I know this is a big topic, but I want you to talk about this because I think you're really good at this. So if somebody has a big vision and they're starting to feel overwhelmed at that vision and seeing it like, oh my gosh, it is like so big. I don't even know what to do with this. How can they get out of almost like their head of that vision and get back into that action steps or what they need to do for just that next step to make them feel like they're still on the path of that. Yeah. I love this place because the more you get to know Katie and I, we're very strategic. We have systems and also quite energetic. So when it can feel so big, 
I like to just grab, like almost be barefoot on the earth. Now I'm in Mexico. That's really easy, but to almost just like, okay, that's okay. It's going to feel bigger than you, your vision, no matter what. I mean, well, actually, and you are an infinite being, so you are infinite as well. So actually, if we remember how big you are as a being, that vision includes a lot more than you typically. It's a system. If we take Katie's, it's getting getting this powerful information all the way around the globe. Well, Katie's not going to do that by herself. She literally will not do that by herself. She's going to hire a team. She's going to have media, you know, like there was be a, a point where she takes that and does that by herself until there's the point where it's like, now we're going to hire. We're going to hire here. We're going to do this. So to get from that place of super overwhelm, I like to bring people all the way back into their bodies because it can be scary. So when we're scared, we go, whoop, we like pop right out of our bodies. We go into fight or flight. So letting yourself, um, this can happen a couple of different ways, but have that big vision and still be quite grounded. Because as children, we most likely had visions and people said, no, that's stupid. Oh, no, that's not, you know, no, no, that's too big. So, you know, a couple of things happen with different people. So sometimes people will split or they'll be, I'm stupid for even having such a big vision. So everything that is just like, let that fall away, feel your feet on the earth. That vision has an energetics to it. And you can start to just kind of bring it closer. Like it doesn't have to be out by the moon. So again, I'm going to be a little energetic here. I'm going to get into a systems in a second. Like bring the energy of it even closer. So it doesn't feel like it's Pluto. Pluto's like the last little, they decided to not even have it be a planet. And maybe it is a planet. Who knows? It's like way out there. They keep changing their minds. So bring it really, really close as if you can sit with your vision and you know where you are right now. It might be that you're in a clinic, you're still in your professional space, or you're looking to expand in different ways. And you can start as it gets closer, you can start to be like, okay, grounded feet, not out of your body, what that vision is. And really just start asking, what is the next step today to allow this vision to come? sooner than I could imagine. Sometimes fast is not the best. I like fast because I'm a triple Gemini, but I'm learning to slow it down. And I'm learning to ask step by step, what is it? Because at first, sometimes in your business, it might be getting to consistent 20K months or 30 or 40, knowing we're going to build that to seven figures. It might be hiring somebody to help with part of your business, even though it feels like, okay, well, how does that help me with my vision? Part of it's just like, we don't need to know how all the time, but it's following the energy and taking aligned action for that vision to become even closer. And like, I have flowers in here. So it's almost like it starts to kind of land in your physical world and feels feels like it's possible. If it's really big and out there, it's hard to make it be like, well, that's just a dream. That's just crazy. How would I have a billion dollars to create a healing sanctuary? I could stay there or I could start to, sit with it and be like, what would it take? What is one step today that I can take to get closer to that? Yes, I would say too, it comes and I want to just add to this. It's it's, when you feel overwhelmed, it's like everything is coming, right? Like everything is coming at the same time. And if you just pull back, right, not out of the vision, but just saying, what is one thing, like you said, that I can do today to move into that space and on that trajectory into that bigger uh, vision because it's not going to just come out of the blue if especially if you have it's not like we're just going to create a vision board and all of a sudden it's going to drop in our lap right we still live in a third dimensional reality and that third dimensional reality is still conducive to third dimensional laws 
there are still laws of God and laws of the universe, but we still have to get into the doer aspect of the dream. Yeah. And that's one way to do it without being completely blown out or giving up. Because sometimes that vision is asking you to get your financials in order. Sometimes the feedback you get is like that growth aspect so that it can happen. There's so much power in a question. And then there's so much power. Well, we're already quite a doing society, but I like to call it like that aligned action. So I'm not like we have, you know, you're not like going out like this. Oh my God, I have to do this. And like running around with like your head cut, you know, like a chicken. Like you're able to say, oh yeah, I can do that. Because every day you say, oh yeah, I can do that. I can take that one step. Well, you get closer and you also bring it closer. And the one thing I wanted to say, Katie, as you were talking is, and you see it in the entrepreneurial world, like consistency is is so important. That's where people fall off, like consistently connecting to your vision and saying, what's one step and taking one step every day is something that I would say 95% of entrepreneurs are not willing to do. Especially ones that want to be entrepreneurs, but never actually really created what they want to create. And there's no shame in it, but it's just the truth, right? And that's what we're also here to say. It's not like we're going to sugarcoat some of this stuff. It is ultimately a journey and a journey is over a lifetime, ultimately, right? It's over a lifetime. The other thing we want to talk about also is to help to shift around is one way that we can also connect back to our vision is just reconnecting with your inner compass. And this can also be almost, I don't remember who said that, but almost like reconnecting back with your why. Like I know a lot of entrepreneurs have said this, but it's like, what? why are you doing it in the first place? And where is your inner compass guiding you in that big vision, in that way? Because if we're disconnected from our inner compass or our intuition or whatever we want to call it, our inner direction, it's going to be hard to find the way. Like said in the last episode where a lot of you guys that are listening are trailblazers and you're meant to blaze this trail, not alone necessarily, but like you're the the leader of it, right? You're the one that's sort of carrying the torch. And if you don't have that strong inner compass, it doesn't mean you're not going to question yourself and it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. But if you don't have that guidance system internally cultivated, then a lot of times the vision can get very blurry. And what I find is people will say even, well, I had a vision or I have a vision, but I can't really see it totally. And this is where I would say that reconnect to your inner compass because it's like if you're going north and you can't see your compass, north is going to seem really blurry. So this is also really important in the inner cultivation because we're going to feel blurry at times, but we want to feel more clear. And clarity is another thing, like just like Andrea had said, with consistency, clarity is also something that really helps you drive forward into that next step, ultimately. And I would add inner compass and not that you can't have a successful business if you don't believe in a higher faith. Katie and I do. So that inner compass and your connection with spirit, divine, God, that can really contribute. This is like part of our next point here is like overcoming disappointment and setbacks. For me, like that ties right into inner compass. I have to ask, am I taking care of myself? 
How are my sleep habits? Am I eating? Am I getting to the gym? I look at uh, creating a seven-figure business as a endurance race. And I'm listening to a lot of endurance podcasts right now, which is really funny. I'm joking with Katie that one day I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to run 100 miles. But it's there's something very intriguing about these endurance runners because entrepreneurship and creating with your dreams has a very similar feeling to it. And having that deep inner compass, and I would say, what's your point? For me, it would be God, an inner compass connected with the divine. And then the next step is really overcoming disappointment and setbacks. If you're seeking only like one result that doesn't come to fruition, does that mean that that dream is dead? I mean, Katie and I have experienced this over and over. Of course not, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, of course it doesn't. We're like, shit. And even, I just laugh. Like, it's like, okay, I set out a target. I did this thing. Okay, nobody enrolled. Or one person enrolled. Okay, I would have really liked X amount. Did we give up? No, like never. And we might have wanted to. The entrepreneurial journey is very up and down. One thing that helps me, uh, like overcoming disappointment, is again, my inner compass back to like my body and my divine connection. And also knowing I work a lot with birth. So when I had my children at home, I really reflected on where do I usually give up? I've been a runner. I played soccer. There's always this like little turning point that I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't do this. It's like a mile from the end if I, you're like cross country race, right? Or it's like five minutes before the end of the soccer game. There's for me, this is, I became very familiar. Where's that place that I really typically would give up? What happens at that place? Now it can be uncomfortable to go into that disappointment. Katie and I do this very well. We have co-creations. We've done multiple programs. We've created six figures together and in a lot of different programs. And we would sit with our disappointment and we'd look back and be like, what worked and what didn't? And when I did this with birth, where am I going to kind of fall and falter or think I am? Because usually when that would happen, I'm like five minutes from the end or I'm really close. So I'll crumble and then I know I'll build myself back up and then I can do it. And it's okay to have that process, right? Absolutely. And setbacks are just, they're going to be a part of the process. So if you can also identify, like Andrew was saying, where the spaces where your belief system isn't fully on board, like you are a little bit hesitant because you start to get fear comes in, right? Fear can start to arise. And then oftentimes when those setbacks occur, we either give into the fear, right? It's normal to have fear. It's not like we're not going to have fear, but that's where dreams tend to go to die, right? When the fear becomes so engulfing that the fear is more present than the actual dream. And honestly, like, disappointments are are literally part of the process. I want to say like we all can cultivate a different sense of like what disappointment means to us. But if you're in entrepreneurship, you're going to be disappointed. It's going to happen. You're going to learn to deal with that disappointment because it's just part of the process. I mean, we all get disappointed and everybody has different expectations for different people. So it's almost, I would say, I don't want to say impossible because we're full of possibilities here, but it's probably almost pretty much impossible to go throughout life without feeling disappointed at some point in your life. It's almost as if we can transmute disappointment quicker and go like, oh, there I am being disappointed again and move past that and go like, okay, this is a tiny blip in time and it's part of the process ultimately. 
and ultimately I always say like when I feel disappointed too as well, I'm like, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. It's almost like a sense of renewal. Like this is setting me up for even greater success. And if you can see your challenges as ways of almost like that Phoenix rising energy where you can actually transmute while being in the fire, you're usually like the lowest lows can lead to the highest highs too as well. So when we talk about this and the big, big vision too as well, we also want you to start to cultivate, and this is the fourth one that we're going to talk about, is that you want to identify and almost re-identify what is your definition of success? Because success can mean very different things to many different people. And this cultivation of success, so what does success mean to you? And even maybe after this podcast, go and redefine that for yourself. It's almost like this is the doing part of the the dream. It's like, what does that mean to me? Well, success means to me that I'm making the money that I desire in the business and around the people that I want to be around. And I'm having time for my family or I'm being able to go on vacations when I want to, or I have the freedom to travel or whatever it is, right? That could be your definition of success. And that could be very different than somebody else's definition of success. So we want you to help to identify not only your compass, right? Not only your guiding star of God, but also like what is the definition that you want of success in your life? And that's really actually reclaiming when you start to claim that actually reclaiming your bigger vision by doing that because you're doing it in the way that you desire. I want to add just a bit about that, identifying your definition of success. Like what that does, so many people have an underlying story. I'm not successful. I'm not successful. And it's like, what is success? Helping, have you, I I love listening, you know, Katie and I listen to all kinds of stuff, but it's like, have you helped one person on the planet? Probably every single person has helped one person. Even if you're like picked up someone's phone and you get, you know, like that's, that could be success. And if you have a more dynamic definition of what success is, like I love how Katie added family, business, travel, body, and not from a place of like, oh, I'll never be able to achieve that. That's not what we're seeking here. It's like this depth of success. And maybe it's even just a different word. I'm quite a feeler. So maybe there's some feelings with success. I'm joyful. I'm excited. I'm strong in my body. I'm connected with my family, right? I love how all of these are interconnected. It allows you to connect it all back to staying with the vision and not falling off because you have some whisper in your brain saying you're not successful enough. Because is success 125K? Is success 500K? Is success a million? No, it's actually most likely a deeper sense of how you feel and what you've created with that vision. Absolutely, absolutely. So now that we've talked about four ways of like shifting into the bigger vision, let's talk about why people lose vision. Why do they actually lose the vision in the first place? And we're even like, we talked a little bit about disappointment and setbacks, but it, it why, where do we get stuck, Andrea? And can you even give us a couple examples of where people get stuck and lost in their vision? Oh, yeah. Well, so one is this instant gratification. So seeking, which I think goes back into this success, like if success is, let's say 500k, but you get there and you're like, you're instantly gratified, but then they're still like, well, and now what? So 
there's a lack, I would say there's a lack of depth in what you're seeking. We're seeking that instant gratification. We work with a lot of entrepreneurs that are online and they're like, you know, it's almost like not getting that specific result or getting that specific result, but then not feeling fulfilled. So that can be, that can be one. And then just like losing your touch with the vision. Yes. And I think instant gratification can also be a trap because sometimes we're just looking for that next dopamine hit and we're like, you have a good idea and you get a little bit of gratification and then you're off to something else and you're not actually like grounded into your bigger vision because you're so worried about seeking the next instant gratification hit. So I find that delayed gratification, actually, when you get into too much of instant gratification, of course, we're still human. And it's nice to have those things sometimes where like you do something good for somebody and you're instantly gratified because somebody's like, oh my God, thank you, like save my day, you know, and that's like a, a nice thing. But when it comes to this bigger vision, really delayed gratification is going to be part of the process, just like setbacks. Yeah. That goes in with like the lottery mentality, right? Like, oh, I want to get this thing. But then I love how Katie said the delayed gratification. And that's really patience. That's perseverance. That's step by step getting closer and closer to the vision. Let's see one that I really love. So poor investments. We've seen this with a lot of clients not willing to stay with their vision. There was a poor investment, let's say into a coach or a mastermind or a group or even something outside of business development or entrepreneurial work. And that can really create, I don't even like using the word trauma, but that can create wounds that are hard to overcome. We've seen a lot of people give up or not willing to invest themselves back into it because they're like, I don't know, I did that. And I don't really know if I want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I can do that again. What if I trust and get hurt again? And why don't you say, I love what you say, Katie, about that healing process of reinvestment, like how that can really heal you. Share a little bit more about that. Yeah. So everybody's going to make a bad investment, honestly. It just depends on how much like risk you're taking in that investment. But I do find that even poor investments, when I say poor, it's just in quotations, right? Ones that didn't work out the way that you thought that they would, whether it was on your end and you didn't make the right investment or it was on their end and they didn't work out the way that you wanted to. This can even be applied to like the stock market. You make an investment into some kind of trade and it doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to. Actually, that helps to cultivate. And when you actually reinvest in yourself, it's actually healing some of the wounds like, well, I'm going to make a big mistake and I'm going to end up living in a box. It actually shows you what you're made of in those poor investments. And when you actually choose to like reinvest in yourself and not let that investment define you, As of, oh, I made a poor investment, so I'm not going to continue. No, I made a poor investment and now I'm actually much smarter about how I make my investments. So it's just a very normal process. But I think some people can actually, this is where they get lost. They get stuck. There's like almost like I made a mistake. Oh my God, bad me. And instead you actually can actually learn from that poor investment and move forward going like, wow, I didn't know that. I'm going to make a better, quote unquote, better investment next time. It doesn't mean every investment is going to be the best though, but you're just going to get better and better at it. The other thing I wanted to add here on the poor investments or sort of going on to that is like you may also be investing time in communities that aren't aligned with you or your values. And when I say this, this can also be in groups and those groups could be family groups. It can be 
friend groups. It can be networking groups you're going to. And they're actually, you're recognizing that they're not fully aligned with the direction that you're in. And when I say this, and you can use groups in an area Like you could say, well, my family's not the place that I talked about my business because there's not a lot of resonance. It doesn't mean you have to stop talking to your family, but it could mean that you don't share that space because maybe they don't have the capacity to be excited for you, to be excited for you or your friends groups or different types of communities that may have group think in them. You join a community and like if you say anything outside of the values of that spiritual community, then you're cast out. So people actually can get lost in this too. And you'd actually, actually, this is pretty common. This is not something I think a lot of people talk about, but being in communities that aren't aligned with your values, or you can get lost in the vision because you're in a community and they're not really supportive of your vision. You can also sense that. And that actually can throw people for a loop too as well. So that's another area that we wanted to cover in terms of where you can get lost. And I would love, love to touch on burnout because that is so big, especially with medical world, the clinicians, entrepreneurs. It's so big. I mean, I'm recovering from burnout, like 15 years of medical school and starting a business and mom of three and all of that. It's like burnout can literally disconnect you from the vision because your body runs out of energy. You are in fight or flight. And you have lived in that way for so long. And our, I would say our society contributes to fight or flight. And even the, you know, I've spoken to so many clinicians, some are working 60 to 80 hours and barely making it. And I'm just like, how is that okay? Like, how is that like, okay, to say that, you know, you go to school and, and then you have to kind of use your life force, like our life force was given to us to do so much more than to give it all away and burn it out. Now, can we contribute to the planet? Heck yeah. Can we contribute to more people? Yes, but not at a compromise of us. I mean, this is like, we'll probably do a whole podcast on burnout because Katie and I are both women and we're mothers and we're entrepreneurs. And with that, there's a lot of, and men as well, there's a lot of societal pressures to do it a certain way. And what I find working with clients, and I know Katie finds something similar, because I focus on body and business, the body is on board. The body is thriving so that your business can thrive. Now, can it waver back and forth? Absolutely. Do you have to be like so healthy to have six or seven figure business? No, you can be on your way to, you know, your road to health. We would want that to be a component that your body really is nourished and thriving. To me, that's part of the vision. What's the point if you sacrifice your body and you get to the vision, but you're like torn up and chewed up and you have a heart attack the next year because you met your vision, you know? (laughs) Well, that's sometimes the norm for people too as well, right? Like they are uh, self-sacrificial into their vision and they come out the other side because what is money without health, right? It's like we are losing the wealth of ourselves in order to get to that vision. So we wanted to bring this forward because, and there's other reasons, right? There's many reasons, but we wanted to bring these big reasons forward. So maybe you can start to identify where you maybe are a little bit stuck. Maybe it's in burnout. Maybe it's a misalignment. Maybe it's the community that you're like, ah, that is not really aligned with me. And it doesn't mean you have to 
outcast yourself immediately, but just start to pay attention to where you get stuck in instant gratification or disappointment or some investment that didn't work out for you because these are the places that people entrepreneurs can actually like loop and get stuck for years in. So we really want to help to bring that forward so you can start to identify and maybe start to pull yourself out of that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dreams to Dollars podcast. If you vibe with our content and want to find out how to work with us, check out our show notes for the links.